Hey guys, welcome back to the Karina Talks Too Much podcast. You are on episode number 33 and I am, you guessed it, so excited to bring my next guest to you. She's actually a returning favorite around here. This is Hannah Ness of the Death of a Dream podcast who, by the way, just dropped her 243rd episode this morning. Woo, woo, woo. Cue the balloon fun noises. That's where they go, K-Dog. Okay, so me and Hannah met online about a year ago, maybe a little bit less, and instantly became virtual BFFs. We've actually evolved to just dropping the whole virtual thing and full out just she's my BFF. And uh, today we talk all about why both of us decided to start a podcast and maybe some of the things that held us back at the beginning. We kind of dig in deep into the things that could hold anybody back and the reasons why maybe you do want to start. I definitely dare you, double doggy dare you, to stay to the very end because I think that is where our best epiphanies come. And the middle is even filled with some really cool stuff like what Kardashian are you? So there's a little something in here for everyone today. I hope you'll enjoy this very relaxed bestie bro out over our passions. And if you're ready for us, away we go. Welcome to the Karina Talks Too Much podcast. I'm your host, Karina Lanting, a holistic entrepreneur and gluten-free goddess swimming into your eardrums from the west coast of Canada. Hey yo! So did you ever have a phrase that just kind of followed you around? Talks too much was on pretty much every report card I think I ever had, and I never really did see it as a bad thing, you know? Today I'm using my gift to talk too much about issues that are important to me and my community. The Karina Talks Too Much podcast is a place where women gather for inspiration, education, and to engage in the sisterhood of running wild into our greatness. Listen in on my conversations with inspiring guests, where we share real talk discussions about issues that face women every day in life and business. We talk too much about our daily habits in health and wellness, our mentorships, and systems we use to rise up and get you excited about what your next steps could look like. So get inspired to run wild with your own goals by learning from my flossom guests on the show. That's right, flawless and awesome, I went there. And be sure to hang out with us online at all our favorite social hotspots. Warm up your coffee and tighten that top knot boo-boo. Get ready to settle in for the next 30 minutes with me as I introduce you to your next best friend. Welcome back. I'm so excited to have back one of my favorite guests ever, who's actually just happened to turn into like a BFFFFFFF. It's Hannah Ness. Welcome, welcome. Hi. Welcome back to the show. Today, we're going to be talking a little bit about why both of us decided to start a podcast. And if you have been living under a rock, you won't know that like, podcasting equipment is one of the top selling things on Amazon right now. And I think it's because we were all stuck in our house for so long that people were thinking, I either want to get my message out there or I want to contribute and create somehow. And maybe this is the right avenue for me right now. So maybe that's you. Maybe that's why you're listening. Uh, Hannah and I are both going to talk a little bit about what led us to starting our own podcast. Hannah, do you want to tell us a little bit about your podcast, what the focus is, and how you, you know, generate content weekly for us or daily? Daily. Yeah, daily. Um, You're her next my... level. You're one of those. Yeah, I'm, I'm one of those, like, don't sleep, just hustle type pod, people. Pod, pod. I'm annoying. I, I really 
just started with what you just said. I wanted to share a message and I had something to say. And um, when I first started, really my only dream was to speak every day. And I had tried figuring out how to do that within the normal confines of my day job. Um, and I wasn't speaking every day. And so eventually I was like, well, let's rethink this. How could you make this happen if this isn't something that you're finding space in your normal day to day? Uh, so I bought podcast equipment right off the good old Amazon. Uh, and Ooh, I created that my that's right. where we go. <laughs> it's on Amazon. You can research the heck out of it, but if you just type it in right there, you're going to come up with a couple of good reviews and get going. Um, so I bought my podcast equipment and just kind of started recording um, just my real-time thoughts of what I was going through of this transition of kind of rediscovering myself and what my dreams were and figuring out how to go down that path. Did you um, know at the time that that was going to be kind of the theme of your podcast or were you just sort of like trying your voice out for size? Yeah, so I recorded for uh, three months before I published anything uh, and that was kind of really finding my voice and I made myself get up, record every day and just get in that habit and kind of talk through and figure out what I was going to say and what I was even going to talk about because I didn't know. I knew things that seemed compelling to me, but I really didn't know where we would go. And probably about that three month mark of doing it every day, I had figured out that so much of my journey had came from this kind of moment where my dream had died and how that misled me to where I was at now and how that really shaped my kind of dream ability uh, in that moment. And so that is the name of my podcast, The Death of a Dream, coincidentally. Um, but really in talking through that, in showing up, in talking through that experience day to day, it helped me to A, figure out that podcasting is the greatest thing that you could ever do. Woo -woo. So for whatever business you have or run, it's such a great outlet and it's so easy and accessible and it's something anyone can do. Um, and then just really having an outlet where you can share your story, whatever that story is, I think is just such a beautiful gift that you can give to the world. And it's such a natural place. There's no video cameras, there's no writing. And I had kind of fooled around with writing or speaking uh, like back and creating a, a script first or right yeah and writing just wasn't coming as naturally as just showing up and speaking was and so I just decided that this was the route that I was going to go and the crazier thing is this fuels that writing but writing didn't fuel the speaking the speaking really became this niche in this comfort zone and that fueled the other things but had I not done figured out which one it was going to be I don't know that I would have ever gotten to writing right um and I tried starting with writing first and it just wasn't flowing so I went this route right and so do you think having the practice instilled in you of getting up every single day and recording every single day was 
sort of the way that led you to decide I want to publish every single day as well? Yes. Um, for me, and I had, I had kind of thought about this a couple different ways. Like, do I want to go down the route and keep producing every day? And probably about a month ago, now that I'm on a year of publishing, um, I just realized that when you're going through self-growth, when you're going through kind of low points of your life, um, what's out there right now for content once a week will never be enough. When you're in those low points, when you're trying to make a big transition, like you need someone pushing you every day. Right. And so that's how I want to show up for my community and how I want to show up for myself because I know what it feels like to be there and feel like you're all alone in those moments. And it's hard to save yourself when you're only getting touches once in a while. Um, so I just like the thought of being able to wake up with people in the morning and kind of be the person to jumpstart them or or go on a walk with them at, at the end of the night and kind of reframe their thinking for how they're going to wake up in the morning. And that's really want where I want to be at. That's what I envision when I think about what this becomes. Um, so that's why I just stuck to it. And I don't know that it makes sense. There's no one that's going to be knocking on your door saying, hey, please, no one knows you. <laughs> Please produce a daily podcast from your home that's going to motivate people. Uh, no one's going to say that to you, but you can say that to yourself and you can go on Amazon and you can start showing up as that person if you want to. Well, and I think your subject matter too is something that deserves that daily grind. It's a constant reminder of what you need to be doing to not let your dreams die. And that is like a daily hustle for us. And as soon as that's not a daily hustle anymore and you've put it aside, it gets easier to put it aside another day and put it aside another day. And that's where your dreams die, right? Right. Yeah. It's, it's just so hard and it can feel so lonely too because it's like, I'm on this journey all by myself because uh, it might take your family a while to get on board. It might take your friends a while. They might all think that you're crazy. You might get completely abandoned and you still are going to have that burning dream in your soul. So if you have this touch point, if you have this one person who's cheering you the frick on so you keep going and don't stop, then how helpful would that be? Because it sucks. Man, I went through it for probably six months where it was just me grinding by myself. Everybody else just thought it was crazy. Nobody really talked to me. Luckily, I met you somewhere along the way and I had you as a champion. But if I hadn't had you and a couple of other people who just kind of kept me grounded in what I really wanted, kept me grounded in the fact that this is possible, that this is very much doable. I don't know that I would have kept going. And I had to find those people. And that wasn't easy. Do you find that in the podcasting community, it is more supportive than cutthroat? You know? Yeah. I feel like here is a place where people are so excited to share your most recent episode or 
support whatever it is you're doing and there's not that animosity of like ooh she's getting popular and i need to be jealous because she's encroaching on this whatever like whatever weird competition vibes that we all have especially in the business world that's very present i feel like as soon as i stepped into the podcasting land i was like ah oh, my people are here friends oh. all the time we love each other yeah. <laughs> So I'm going to share a little bit about why I started my podcast before we moved on, because it's a little bit of a different story than Hannah's. Um, I did not get up at the crack of dawn every day um, to listen to my own brilliance, although I do wish that I had. It took me a little while to find my voice. And so I did start the same way as she did, where I recorded and banked a whole bunch of episodes before releasing any. And for me, that was more just for the security of having the consistency to release once a week if interviews hadn't happened in three, four weeks time, right? I could space them out to make it look like I actually knew what I was doing a little bit in the beginning. And so for me, the desire of the podcast came um, a couple years ago when one of the social media uh, platforms that I was on changed their algorithm. And we know that this can happen without any warning and it can change any strategy that we had feeding into our business. And it did affect me and it actually left my business a little bit vulnerable and I didn't like it. And I kept saying to business colleagues, you know, how can I protect myself? How can I keep my content my own? How can I own it? And how can I provide the ugly of my real life to people without having to censor myself within that platform or censor myself within what is normal culture within the platform, right? Not even like stuff that's going to get reported, just what is normal for people to see within that platform. I feel like now we've already established weird, you know, subconscious rules around that now. And so I was in the library and I was looking at all of these books on self-help and, and like entrepreneurship and the like, and one of them was on producing podcasting. And I was like, you know what? I listen to a lot of podcasts. I think they're great. What is really required in starting a podcast? I just threw the book on the pile, added it to all the things I was getting and I couldn't put it down. I used it as my Bible. I structured my entire podcast after it and it was just for me, it made so much sense to produce content where I can own it 100%. It is released on my own website. Nobody can say it needs to come down. Nobody can say whatever. It's, it's all 100% mine. And so for me, that was so freeing as a business person to be able to have that voice and that ability to really reach people on a different level that I was not able to reach being in that curated feed. Right. Right. <laughs> that's my story just a little amen I think it's just so hard because you know socials they work into the, obviously the algorithms but also just that you have to fit a certain look and when you pride yourself on being different when you pride yourself on being unique that means that you might not fit that space and you might not get the likes and the shares and all the things and you could just get lost and yeah, it could change in an instant. And it really leaves us not really true to ourselves. I feel like at the end, right? Like if you can't really be your unique person, then you're kind of projecting this image of fake 
out there, right? If you can't actually be the person you want to be. And then in turn, you're attracting the wrong type of people. It's your business models, your clients, like whatever it is that you're trying to build online, you're attracting the wrong types of people. And so for me, it was like, you know what? I think I'm just going to walk away from this platform entirely. Um, I still, this was Facebook, actually. I, I guess I never really said that. Um, I walked away from the platform entirely and just have everything set to auto responder now, like 95% of the content that goes out to Facebook, I forget about because it's set through different auto responders and it's still growing. It's still providing, you know, stuff for my people. I'm, I am just not spending time there marketing and advertising because it doesn't serve me well anymore. And plus I don't need the hundred notifications of Becky joining this group. Like what? I, I'm too old to figure out how to troll this off, I guess. Yeah. Anywho, I digress. Next thing I wanted to ask you a little bit about your podcast specifically was growth and how you've decided to grow, not necessarily your podcast and your themes, but grow into the people that are listening to you. Do you advertise? How are you sort of building that audience ship? Yeah, so I transition from a world as a professional marketer imagine um and so that marketing just is so thirsty to me in the business world and so i think what excited me about transitioning to building my own company and owning the marketing was just this ability to connect with people um, and I love how podcasting builds trust with people like nothing else. You're giving people this direct eyesight into who you are and you're allowing them to experience and build that trust. So I have, um, I podcasted for a year. I gained followers strictly through word of mouth, not my own, just through people who heard it, who shared it, who passed it on. Um, I wish that that was from my family, um, but none of them know how to listen to podcasts. So it's just literally like if someone happened upon it and they shared it, then I would get a follower from that. And I, um, yeah, I, I try to only talk about it if it's called on, um, but a lot of people will just ask if you show up in groups and you're writing or you're corresponding with people and you're talking, people will ask like, oh, do you have a, have a podcast or do you blog or something? Um, and then I'll share it because I don't ever want to have to be that person who just vomits and vomits and vomits my podcast on people. Like if I'm going to grow this, if I'm going to um, relate to people. I want them to find it because it makes sense to them, not because I just want you to know that I do a podcast because that's ego driven, right? So, um, as far as growth goes, I um, rely a lot on Pinterest, which is pretty much just a, I would say, a picture version of what I talk about, um, and then just making sure that I use my content in as many places as possible to just get it out there and get the word of mouth about what I'm doing out there. So if that looks like repurposing um, 
recording my podcast and then repurposing it into a blog, which I can just get a transcript and kind of rewrite a little bit. And then recording my podcast uh, on a video and uploading that to YouTube, but really putting it in multiple places, but using one recording for multiple things. I think we overthink it. You don't have to produce 10 videos a day. You're already producing one. If you're doing a podcast, just record it. Um, And people like don't overthink. It doesn't have to be a crazy TikTok dance video. Sometimes people will just listen to YouTube content. They just aren't comfortable with podcasts yet. So I think it's just about leveraging what you already have um, and finding ways to just use that same thing multiple times. I think at the core of your message is what we hear in business all the time is that the best marketing is our word of mouth marketing. And in podcasting, I think that's the number one thing we can just hope that everybody wants, uh, you know, to do is to recommend our podcast by word, because along with that comes their own personal recommendations, their own feelings towards what it is that you're putting out there. Mm -hmm. And when it's a personal recommendation, you're more likely to get subscribers that subscribe and stay because they are like more invested in who you are as a person or your message or whatever. Um, And then future forward thinking, I think the ability for growth within a podcast is like mind blowing, right? And then over time, what can happen is you can walk away from a podcast that you are no longer publishing um, your weekly episodes, your daily episodes to, and that thing can still grow and get really, 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 really big. And I've had people on the show sort of tell me, you know, I, I walked away from something and I went back and all of a sudden, you know, two years later, I'm having a hundred thousand downloads a month. And you're thinking, how have I been casually living my life? And also at the same time, influencing a hundred thousand people a month and not knowing of it. Right. Right. And that's, that's the mind boggling thing. I mean, I'll like look one day. And I'll be like, oh, listens are down. And then I don't know, like, did someone share it? How did this happen? But obviously, you know, the amount of content that you have out there increases your ability to reach and grow numbers even quicker. So, you know, someone could grab a hold of your podcast if you have 200 episodes and they crank through all of those, which holy smokes, good luck if you listen to mine, because you're going to need to take a break or a vacation or something. <laughs> but um, God bless you guys, people who have done You guys, that. like two and a half, three hours a week of podcasting at least, right? <laughs> Hold your hats. <laughs> I, um, I, I don't, I love you, but I don't listen to everyone. I kind of just sort of pick the no, episode. Can't, can't. I can't. I, I, I physically, like, Hannah, I'm going to school getting a master's. I don't have time. (laughs) And I think that that's what's challenging. Like that your, your users or your listeners are going to come back and forth. They're going to be in spaces. I listened to a podcast. um, I think this is how I actually found you. This is how we hooked up. Maybe Kathy Heller's don't keep your day job. Yeah, that is. That's right. Yeah. Yes. So I had listened to her for a while and for a little while, I'm just like, I can't listen to this anymore. I, 
I can't keep listening to this and not actually listening and applying these things. Like at some point it just becomes too much friction in your mind. Like if I'm not going to go down this path, then we got to turn it off. And so that's why you have to just constantly be finding those new people or constantly be turning it back out because people aren't always going to be in that space, especially when you're talking about self-help and growth, like that's annoying. Um, I don't need that every day, but like when you're going through it and you're in the thick of it, you absolutely do. So I, I don't put my podcast out there thinking that my aunt Sheila is going to turn this on tomorrow and be like, Oh, my niece does a podcast and I listen every day. Like it isn't for you, aunt Sheila. And that's okay. Um, but you will find an audience. You just will. There's someone that will connect with what you're saying that will need it so badly in that moment. And they get to decide that and they get to pick up wherever they want to, but people need you. They just need you. Whatever you have to say, just say it. You could start, you could start after your two day shipping. Yeah. I think that's really important too with podcasting is there's nothing really holding you back. Like you just plug in your mic and most computers just have that like record and go. Whereas like vlogging or, or blogging even like there's so much behind the work or behind the scenes work that needs to happen. And guys, I'm not downplaying the work that is happening with a podcast. There is, you know, finicky work with a podcast, but setting up a vlog and a blog and weekly making sure that you look good and your settings look good. Like even just the tools and all that together, it's so much. And with podcasting, you really have the opportunity to just plug in your mic and go and get heard. And I think that people take what you have to say maybe more with a grain of salt with podcasting because there is no frivolities with it. There is no, also look at me. Also look at this cute top I have on. Also look at this really beautiful vase of peonies in the background or whatever, right? Like there's none of that. There's no room for bullshitting in podcasting. It is simply you and your message and whatever it is that you're trying to reach those people. So I definitely value podcasts like you. Hannah, what podcasts do you listen to and why? Um, I listen to your podcast. Yes. Uh, I actually became an instant listener the first time that I listened to it. And I think it was after I filled out an application, but I'm just like, uh, pretty sure we should be best friends, which I'm pretty <laughs> sure you say in your intro. Um, but I definitely listen to yours. I kind of switch out and go into different seasons, which I think is what is so amazing about podcasts, by the way you can go into these different seasons. Um, So right now I'm really doing some Enneagram work. Uh, So I've been listening to Enneagram and coffee. Um, Sarah Jane Case, she's amazing. And she just explains Enneagram in a really vibey way with me, probably because she's an Enneagram seven and so am I. So we're just like on the same level. Yeah. and then I also listen to, right now I'm listening to For the Love Of, which is a, by Jen Hatmaker. And she is a, uh, she writes books. 
and she's doing an Enneagram series right now, which is like perfect timing since I'm kind of diving into that work. But those are my two right now. Uh, but I'm always kind of exploring and moving in and out of different seasons. And so you can probably expect that from your listeners too. Yeah. Uh, so I, I would say don't judge yourself too harshly on the numbers because people just ebb and flow. It's a very natural movement in podcasting, which is why we're all just friends. Because yeah. it's like, so we too. get it. You should have options. You should have a lot of options. You should love other podcasters. We're all you're doing this work and it's so cool. And I think it's more of a collective body of work that we measure our audience levels on as opposed to let's say Instagram, you put a picture up there and you want that instant gratification of likes within that day or, or whatever your time frame is in your head of that you think, okay, I, I want to get all these likes. Well, podcasting just doesn't serve the ego like that at all. And I think that we all collectively know that we all experience that. And so that is why we're super supportive. And when we have those posts of, Oh my gosh, I hit 20,000 downloads or, or whatever, those are big celebrations for all of us because we know how hard it is to get to those points. Right. Personally, I am a very type a love to read the numbers and analyze and do the whole thing. And so at the beginning of podcasting, I was like stressing myself out about numbers and locations and downloads. And it was about a month in that I realized like this changes so much every single day. And like, there's no consistency or didn't, there wasn't in the beginning for me to really be able to measure anything, you know? And I think that you can't really measure things in podcast land until you've done like you have, where you consistently work every single day and putting out a ton of content to be able to measure your data over a really huge data set to start to see trends. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I started mine and I come from a marketing world. So I get all the data and analytics. So I'm like, okay, first and foremost, I was doing motivational speaking on my commute to work. So it just made sense. Like my commute to work is a half hour. People started hanging up on me because guess what? There are not enough people in anyone's family to take a 7 a.m. motivational speech um, from your little sister. Like no one has enough family to, to withhold that want. Um, so once they started hanging up on me, I'm like, oh, well, I'm not getting it at work. I'm not getting it on my commute, like I got to get this out somewhere, you know, you can, you can hustle all you want. Like I knew what the number I was shooting for was. And I was like, okay, well that could look like a daily podcast. And what if your audience is super small, but what if you even have five listeners, but they listen to five episodes a week times I don't know however many weeks or in a year. Um, that's like a lot of listens, right? That's a lot of downloads. And so I just started analyzing bare bones, what it could take if I was just willing to show up and hustle, but not willing to show up and, you know, beat people over the head with the fact that I have a podcast. Cause I don't live in a super populated area of the planet. Um, I also don't live in what I'm guessing is the podcaster 
network of the world. Like <laughs> I live in a very rural, small community. There's not a chance that anyone probably in my community knows how to do a podcast or maybe I was just going to say, do you think you're the only podcaster in town? I'm pretty sure I'm one of the, like, I wish there was a really cool like app that we could plug in and see, you know, like podcasters around you. I am the only podcaster in this town. I can 99% confidently say, (laughs) which to me, it's like, you can either look at that as oh, that's deafening and no one in my town's going to listen to me. And those are the only people that I talk to and no one in my family is going to listen to me. Or you can look at it as I'm going to be the only one. And, you know, so much of our lives, I think we just build around this conformity and this normal that it's like, we forget how cool it is to be the only one doing that. While that's risky, it's kind of like, I might be one of the few in this state. I might be one of the few in very few in my community, which makes me like a unicorn. Yeah, it does. Right. And sometimes you just have to fly that freak flag and be okay with it because once people catch on, they're going to think that's really awesome Mm -hmm. at some point. They won't today because you're just the crazy person with a weird microphone in your spare bedroom right now. Um, but if you can just commit past that crazy person in the spare bedroom moment, you can grow anything you want on this platform. So I want to circle back to something that you said a couple of minutes ago about when you were, you know, driving to work and you just, you had to get it out. You had to get this brilliance that you have within you out. Thank you. And do you think that that is key for starting a podcast that you have to have something that you are so excited to talk too much about? Uh, it definitely helps. Yeah. Yeah. Anything. And, and that's, what's so cool is like, it can be anything. I, for the longest time was like, no one's going to like, you're going to talk about what? Mm. Motivating people. And that's what I got. That's what I got from people. Right. Right. People were like, well, what are you going to talk too much about? And I'm like, about everything. Like, what do you mean? Anything I want. That's what's cool. Yeah. I don't know. (laughs) We'll see when we get there. Um, But I think that's just it. Like, you can talk about anything. And the second that you start doing it, just start showing up, just start talking, you find your voice, you find what you want to talk about, what you're drawn to, what kind of lights those days up. And it took me a year and now I'm finally feeling like I have a better idea of what I'm talking about or what my overall vision and drive for this podcast is, but you can, like, I I always tell people that you won't know what you're podcasting about until you hit like your hundredth episode. And then they're like, wait, but Karina, like you haven't hit your hundredth episode. And I'm like, I know, I know. Like you have to do it. You you can't fast forward through it. Yes. That's what everybody wants. That like quick pass. And it's just like, I can't stress enough that the most important piece of your work will be in the time where you have no one listening to it yeah and that's such a beautiful moment too because there's nobody 
judging it, it's just a free space and you're finding comfort and, and systems and processes that you can learn to trust and depend on. And yeah, you, you kind of don't find it just wishing you'd find it. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately. I agree. I, I've had some guests on the show who are self-proclaimed shy people <laughs> and they're like, I don't, I still don't know, you know, how I kind of fell into this world being so shy. And one of the things that I think me not being a shy person, <laughs> I can like observe from other people is that I think in the podcasting world, you don't, there's no space for shy. You don't need to be shy because there's nothing to really be shy about. There's so many of us out here podcasting. It's just like blogging or blogging that nobody's really out to be that little internet troll for you. And so shy people have this space too. They're able to come on here and share their just amazing talents with the world with a little bit less stigmatism or hesitancy than they would if they were putting their face as well attached to it or or whatever right when it's just your voice it's just a little bit easier yeah and and you can follow that passion I think you can follow wherever your voice leads you and there is something that is very comforting in just talking it out like whatever it is and so yeah shy people come on because Shy people are passionate and excited about something Mm -hmm. so much so that they could get on a podcast and talk about it all day long if they had to. And so that's why it's just so perfect. Shy people are, they're almost like more excited about their ideas than people like me because they don't get the chance to express it as frequently as they'd like or whatever, right? right? Because they wouldn't go out to a party and be like, hey, I'm Karina. I have all these ideas and I'm so bubbly and cool and you should want to listen to me. And then people are just drawn to you like a moth to a fuzzy light. That's exactly how it works, Hannah. Exactly. (laughs) I I can imagine. I'm seeing you at parties right now in my mind. But yeah, like this is their one opportunity to just like geek out about that thing. And that's so cool to have that platform in that moment when you're not outwardly open about the work that you're working on. So what are the things that you think are the most important steps somebody could take starting a podcast? Like, I'm not just going to wide open here, but narrowing it down. Do you think mentorship is most important? Do you think self-education is most important? Do you think reflection, you know, similar to what you did recording every single day? Like, I know everybody's sort of different, but if there is one thing that kind of helps stick you to the process and not just recording two episodes and saying, yeah, I'm a podcaster and then never recording any anymore. What do you think that one thing is that was for you that helped keep you going? Um, I think just creating that habit and not taking steps before you're ready. So I didn't publish. It wasn't because I was like, oh, I'm not going to publish. I need to perfect this. It was literally because I didn't know how to publish yet. And I just wanted to get in the habit of recording, of seeing if I even had a voice, if I could even talk, how long I wanted to talk for. I had no idea. So I think the first step is like, just record and then keep moving through the steps as you get confident in that step. And for me, it was like, 
okay, I'm recording every day. This is pretty cool. I'm kind of vibing here. And then I'd try to move to the next step. And then I'd be like, oh, I don't, uh, I don't feel comfortable. So then I'd just be like, okay, let's just stay here. Let's keep working through here. There's no, no one's like sitting there going, start, do it now. Or there wasn't for me. There may be for no deadlines. Right. So you can take that time. And I think the most helpful thing for me was just working on this exact step that I was on. And that just starts with pushing record on your podcast equipment. Um, and then moving forward, I started with really crappy microphones and I don't even know where I got the advice that I got on my recording equipment, but it crapped out like within two months. But then I just found a good microphone after that. And like, you just, you get through it, but you'll never get there if you don't just start and start and just create a habit, right? So if you aren't recording every day, like I am, at least show up every week, record every week. Okay, Thursdays, we record every week, even if you in your mind want to interview people, and that's what your podcast, just start showing up and talking. Because that's going to be super important if you're interviewing people, being able to keep conversation going. And so just make it a habit to start showing up every Thursday and record your podcast for however long you're going to do it. And I don't care. You don't have to have scripts. You don't have to have all that figured out. Just start talking to yourself. You're going to sound crazy. You'll get used to it. We all do. (laughs) That's really great advice. Uh, Really, really great advice because... I think we all kind of do that to an extent when we all start out anything, to be honest, is you just take the little bits that you can and then implement them and slowly adapt and advance your skill set and whatever it is. For me, I know I wanted to start the podcast and I knew what I wanted it to be called and I knew I wanted to talk to people in health and wellness and just sort of stay in that field, but I... It's so weird. I'm like such a visual person. The thing that held me up was my album artwork. That to me was like the last piece of the puzzle that I held up for probably a week until finally one of my really good friends was like, who cares? Like, it doesn't matter what your thing looks like. Like, just put a picture of yourself on there, throw the text up and deal with it later. And I remember it was such a freeing moment for me to see that like, people don't really fucking care. They actually don't. So I'm just going to throw up an image and yeah, I will change it in like two months when I get a better idea of what it is that I want it to look like. And uh, that was such good advice. Such good advice because I'm a perfectionist type A. Oh yeah. And you can, you can get hung up. And like, I was going to all my friends and they were like, um, your title sucks. Uh, your artwork was like, I just need better friends. That's why I had to find you. Um, <laughs> but you know, you don't know where those people are coming from either. Yeah. Uh, Cause you don't know if they're feeling threatened by you or this is pushing, this is going to push them outside their comfort zones. If you get successful at this, so like, or are they trying to protect you from getting hurt? Whatever that is, that doesn't mean that the artwork is or isn't bad. That doesn't mean that the title is or isn't like, you have to know what's true in your heart. Well, and your content speaks for itself. Like it makes me laugh so hard now when I think about the fact that I was hung up on the graphics 
for a podcast, you guys. Like, just think about how asinine that is. A podcast where people don't look at things. They just listen to the thing. (laughs) Ah, such an idiot. (laughs) When people are finding you via word of mouth, they definitely don't care. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> They're like, oh, my friend shared this. It could literally be a piece of poop on it. And I would still be like, well, I really like my friend. I and- wonder why she chose poop. Let's give her a listen. <laughs> well, that poop's interesting. Okay. <laughs> Bye. Yeah. People don't care. They really don't. Like they're just yeah. wanting to be entertained or listen to whatever you have to say. And they probably aren't going to decide you're good or bad based on your artwork. If that's the only thing that selling your podcasts uh you better have some good artwork you might want to <laughs> shop that one out get a real graphic designer in on that yeah and make sure you look perfect every time you press record on your podcast interviews <laughs> right yeah so important to look so good um oh, we could go all day every day um what outside of podcasting what are some of your guilty pleasures? Like it probably doesn't cross over into your podcast at all, but mine kind of do a little bit here and there. And so I like to like ask people, do you you have like a show you watch that's just like, so like, do you watch keeping up with the Kardashians? No, literally I watch the Kardashians because I have my family is the exact same thing. Obviously not the exact same thing at all in any sense of the word. Um, But I have two sisters and a brother and so like they just crack me up because it's so it's wildly different um because they're rich but like in my mind I'm like we're the same we're (laughs) the same the little fights like my husband will sit and watch it with me and he'll just be like oh my gosh this is like watching you and your sisters talk this is so ridiculous like I can't but it's just so funny I know I can't I like got back into it during COVID because I watched all the Netflix There was right. nothing left. I saw the Tiger King slate. Like I saw it all. I right. saw it all. And so I was like, fine, fine, Kardashians, fine. We're and so it, they're so outrageous for one. They're also like so stupid pretty. You can't look away. Like right. even when they look terrible, it's like, God, you've got great skin. How does this, how does one get this? Um, yeah and so I'm, I'm back on the like full on my poor instagram feed like the explore page is now all kardashians because i had a weak moment a couple of weeks ago and just like started clicking things on the explore page it was all like oh yeah chloe so which kardashian are you uh i feel like i'm chloe which i love chloe she's yeah. so amazing oh my gosh i just want to be her and I love how she's like bitchy to her sisters and like calls them out, but it's still like super sweet. Like I just, yeah, yeah. Like she's just truth, you know, like out of all of them, she just has a really great grounding of like who she is and what she's about and really doesn't allow anybody to question that. Like, cause yeah, Chloe's been through some shit. That poor woman. Right. Right. Um, yeah other guilty pleasures I've been like really craving terrible pizza lately like what's your topping of choice sausage mainly with mushroom or without preferably with mushroom but I live in a mushroom free family 
Um, what does that mean? Them. We just don't like them. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> don't worry. <laughs> You're like, what? I've never heard of this allergy. Please tell me more. We're going to need to do a podcast. I know. Our family picnic's going to be so <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> no fungi, no wheat. <laughs> Uh, uh, yeah, so they just don't like mushrooms. Right. Okay. I'm allergic to them. Um, so I, but like terrible, just like crappy frozen pizzas, all pizzas, any pizza. I don't even care. I don't know. I'm just in a little pizza moment, I guess. Loving all the carbs. COVID equals carbs. I was going to say, so during COVID, how did you stay sane <laughs> and like continue to produce your content you know like I know your life changed your kids right. were home your mom started watching them so you can still kind of like do your thing a little bit but like shit changed and how did that affect your podcasting schedule did it affect it or no um it didn't affect it because I wake up before everybody right. else and that's very intentional because like we got to do this regardless um it did change like the I had to wake up earlier uh because my work hours changed and shifted uh but my content would have suffered just because of the weirdness Mm -hmm. um but I really spoke to how I transitioned through the weirdness and it was such a eye-opening moment for me um, because I started to actually pick up on this tendency that I have to like fast forward through terrible moments and not take any time there and any time like I was just watching Remember the Titans and I knew that he was going to get in the car crash and I'm like oh my gosh where's the remote we got to fast forward through this like no it's good I know it's coming I actually hate re-watching movies for this exact reason because when I know the bad thing's coming I just <laughs> walk out and go do the dishes and so this quiet time really gave me this like super awareness to this fact that I just try to fast forward through terrible things and try to reframe them. And there was no way to reframe COVID. Like, yeah, it was just terrible. And I had to sit in the misery of it. I finally had downtime at work and I had downtime when I got home and we couldn't leave and do anything. So I couldn't, there was no way for me to fast forward through it. There just wasn't, I had to sit in that. And it was so eye opening because I'm just like, you do this with everything like are you going to market yourself into things you know aren't true to you like or are you going to allow yourself to just experience the fullness of the emotion and the reaction to it and so I read um through that time and kind of found this new awakening I had a COVID awakening it was Enneagram? Is that when you got right into it? Yeah, yeah. And I think part of that work helped me tune yeah. into this idea of my Enneagram sevenness and our inability to feel um, pain or this non desire to not feel pain. Yeah. Right. I need to, um, I've done it. I've taken the test before, but I didn't write it down. And I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what I am. 
I, but, you'll have to tell me. I know. Well, you'll be the first one I text, but um, it's it's everywhere now. I mean, everybody's talking about your in an anagram. Frick, I can't even say it. See, like I don't even know. Yeah. You get in. It's okay. It's okay, sweetie. Uh, <laughs> all good insights. I think for me during COVID, what it made me realize is that I, like you, avoid by keeping busy, right? Avoid problems at bay by being like, I'm busy here and I'm busy there and I'm doing this and I'm doing that. And then being forced to slow down with my kids' eyes on me was like a double entendre learning lesson, pardon me. And I can't say that I handled it as gracefully as I possibly could, Um, especially because the baby ended up breaking his foot halfway through it. And that was a whole nother like, what? I need to take this kid to a hospital where all the germs are? Right. Great, great timing. Forget it. Yeah, super great timing. Um, (laughs) But when I was there, one of the nurses did tell me that they've seen an increase in domestic injuries because everybody's at home and they don't know what it is. Like these kids are used to going on a playground every single day and getting the let out. And then now, you know, they don't have that as much. Of course it's going to happen. But one of the things I I realized that I avoid things by um, keeping busy, but also like you, like with movies, the end of the day, this is like, I'm sure every married couple in the world, probably I hope does this. Where it's like, what do you want to watch on Netflix tonight, babe? Or like, how do you want to wind down? And the patterns I started noticing when we were in COVID is that I wasn't picking things that were my normal political satires or anything with any kind of depth. I wanted the most surface level movies, the stupider, the better, late night comedies, comedy stand-up, anything that could make me laugh because I felt like during the day... I was trying to do anything from crying. Mm-hmm. And so it was like, if I could have that at the end of the day to just kind of like end it on a better note than I had kind of been feeling the entire day helped me get up again the next day and go through it all. And like, that might be a really sad <laughs> realization, but it was very insightful and reflective for me to kind of realize, wow, when I'm stressed, like, I'm so freaking stressed. I can't even take on imaginary stress. Right. Like I can't even distinguish between <laughs> what is imaginary and fake and what is real. I mean, right. 2020's been a dumpster fire, ladies and gentlemen. There's been one thing after another and I think it's been a good way for me to just be like, you know what? That's okay. This is what I need. I need my Adam Sandberg. I need my Seth Rogen. I need some Ben and Jerry's. And they're happy. Right. Carbs and comedy. Keep it coming. Yeah. Carbs, comedy, and COVID. Well, I got to say, Hannah, this has been such an enlightening talk today. I thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I hope that if you're listening, you feel inspired to perhaps take a mic out and start recording yourself, even if it's just to hear your own thoughts. I think that can be really powerful in itself. You don't even have to share them with anybody. You don't even have to publish it. Simply being able to speak and get it out is such a gift we can give ourselves. Right, Hannah? Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, yes. queen. I could see you just being like, yes. <laughs> yes. yes. I think that was like really, re- 
indicative of your process. Yeah. I mean, most of my podcast is me just working through my own mind and my day-to-day reaction, trying to work through and find a higher self. And yeah, I just decided that it was going to be in real time and I have no idea what I'm going to talk about, uh, but you're going to get what it looks like to recover from the death of a dream from the start. And I just started recording the day that I knew that I wanted to go down this path. So, and probably it was more helpful for me than it might even have been for my listeners um, as I was finding my voice. So you're right. Before we go, I want to ask, how does your podcasting content, um, how do you feel about the fact that this will be available for your children to listen to in the future? Um. I feel really excited because yeah. I feel like this is going to live forever. So like yeah. last Friday was my daughter's birthday. And so on my family's birthdays, I, you know, I told her birth story and a little bit about how she was kind of that line in the sand moment for me. And when, you know, I think about dying sometimes, cause I'm weird. Sorry. I didn't mean to go there. This is deep. Um, <laughs> But I'm like, it's a heavy loaded question when you're thinking about what you're doing now is going to impact your kids in the future, how they're going to hear this. So like, yeah, good, let's go there. Yeah. Like, so I'm like, you know, if I die, what's the one thing that you always want? Like pictures or you want, like, you just want to be able to hear their voice again and feel like they're there. Like if I would die tomorrow, this is, this is my legacy. Mm -hmm. This is always going to live somewhere. Like Someone is always going to be able to find me, find my voice, find what I was about. And I have the ability to plant that flag. And if nothing else inspires you to start a podcast, maybe that will, because this will live on your Instagram feed. You'll stop posting to that and it will eventually kind of go away. Um, But this is always going to be there and they're not going to have to save a voicemail because I don't leave voicemail. So my kids are screwed they're going to be able to pull up, you know, their birth story every year or whatever I talk about next year. I haven't ventured down that path yet, but they're going to have that and they're going to know exactly what their mom was about if I'm ever not here and them experiencing this, if they wake up early or whatever. I mean, my three-year-old was hitting a balloon today and she was like giving her own nonsensical motivational speech. And I know that that's because she wakes up you know, maybe once or twice a week and sits on my chair and listens to me podcast. Like they don't know what I do day to day, but now they do. Since I started doing this, they know what I'm about. And that's super cool to me. That's a legacy. I think your podcast is like a gigantic love letter to your children. Yeah, really you know, on all of these different topics in life for them to be able to go back and listen to that as an adult and really relate to you on a different level. Not a lot of kids have that opportunity. Right. So I agree. I think if this is, you're hearing this and that's the little thing that gives you the tingles. I don't know what it is, what you heard from our little episode here today, but I hope there's something in there that sparked your interest reach out to Hannah or I. We are an open book. Any questions that you have, we are more than happy to um, 
answer them. How can we find you online? Um, wow, that is kind of a loaded question. I'm transitioning all of my socials kind of back to my name. So you can just find me at Hannah Nuss on Instagram. Um, otherwise, you can go to my website site at nussinc.com and there is a chat there so you can pop in there but thank you so much for coming on babe it was so great yes thank you as always you still here what do you think pretty good right come on you totally want to go stalk the insta of my last guest but like if you're anything like me you've forgotten their handle already no worries i got you head over to my website and check out the show notes from this episode. There you'll find links to my guest social hubs, all our brilliant quotables from today, and recommendations to other inspired episodes just like this. Visit karinalanting.com, that's K-A-R-I-N-A-L-A-N-T-I-N-G, and there you're going to be hit with gluten-free info right off the get-go. Fair warned. From tried and true recipes, meal plans, and free programs, to personal care and nutritional recommendations. I focus on sharing only certified gluten-free and vegan stuff, so celiacs feel safe here. Shop direct from my site at retail prices or become a VIP and save 20 to 40% off the items you are already buying, like protein powder, energy drinks, mascara, or like an eye cream that is free of toxins but actually works, you know what I mean? Okay, now that I've got you all hyped up, go online shopping at my certified boutique at karinalending.com. Or you can sign up for my weekly chat attack at the footer of my website. And you know what? I'm sure I'll be chirping in your ear another time soon here at the Karina Talks Too Much podcast. Now, go follow me and all my friends on all the things.